Amen. If you take your Bibles and open them to the book of Micah, that's uh, in the Old Testament. Just go to uh, maybe Ezekiel and Daniel and work your way toward the end of the Old Testament. Micah chapter 2. God leads His dear children along, some through the fire, some through the flood. But He's always there. Amen. Micah chapter 2. And uh, we're going to begin reading in verse 5. Micah chapter 2 and verse 5. We'll read responsively through verse 13. And shall we stand please for the reading of God's Word. Micah chapter 2. Verse 5, Therefore thou shalt have none that shall cast a cord by lot in the congregation of the Lord. Prophesy ye not, say they to them that prophesy, they shall not prophesy to them that they shall not take shame. O thou that art named the house of Jacob, is the Spirit of the Lord straightened? Are these His doings? Do not my words do good to him that walketh uprightly? Even of late my people is risen up as an enemy. Ye pull off the robe with the garment from them that pass by securely as men averse from war. The women of my people have ye cast out from your pleasant houses. From their children have ye taken away my glory forever. Arise ye and depart, for this is not your rest. Because it is polluted, it shall destroy you, even with the sword destruction. If a man walketh in the spirit and falsehood do lie, saying, I will prophesy unto thee of wine and of strong drink, he shall even be the prophet of this people. I will surely assemble, O Jacob, all of thee. I will surely gather the remnant of Israel. I will put them together as the sheep of Bozrah, as the flock in the midst of their fold, they shall make great noise by reason of the multitude of men. The breaker is come up before them. They have broken up and have passed through the gate and are gone out by it. And their king shall pass before them and the Lord on the head of them. And so look back at verse uh, 12. It says, I will surely assemble, O Jacob, all of thee, I will surely gather the remnant of Israel. I will put them uh, together as the sheep of Bozer. Notice the sheep as the flock in the midst of their fold. They shall make a great noise by reason of the multitude of men. The breaker is come up before them. They have broken up and have passed through the gate and are gone out by it. And their king shall pass before them and the Lord on the head of them. And uh, this morning, I want to speak to you on this subject. Uh, when you feel pinned in or when you feel pinned up, uh, isn't that strange? We used to say pinned in or pinned up. Uh, or maybe when you feel trapped. Maybe today, this time in your life, maybe as this year comes to a conclusion, what do you do when you feel trapped? What can you do biblically when you feel there's no way out? Boy, this is some really um, good things that God has for us on uh, how to get the victory, 
how to be set free. All right, let's pray. Father, we pray that you'd bless the message. We yield your spirit that he would direct us as to what to say and how to say it. That your spirit would have liberty, that he'd fill us and flow through us. We pray for your people, the flock, that we would understand the principle of the sheepfold and the great shepherd and being pinned in and trapped as it seems but understanding the pressure and the stress of life and thy will and the victory the breaker has come up help us to remember that the king of kings the lord of lords the great shepherd the breaker has come forth to open the gate we pray that you'd use this time to be a blessing to your people and help us to understand the principle of being set free. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. And you may be seated. What do you do when you feel trapped? What can you do when you feel pinned up or pinned in? Maybe at this time in your life, there's no human help. You are limited to your own um, resources. So, first of all, you can be free while you're in pinned up. I want to say that. Think about it. This is a mindset. Do you think you're trapped? Are you putting too much pressure on yourself? Or do you see what God has for you that in this present situation, it isn't the end. God can open the gate at any time. And so we know this. God's people are likened to sheep. And sheep need a shepherd. And sheep need to be herded. And the loving, kind, heavenly Father, He provides for us. He protects us, and we know that Jesus is the good shepherd of the sheep. He said that in uh, John 10. So we have three basic choices concerning this truth. We know, first of all, we can be pressed together in the assembly of the congregation, and that's what this is referring to. We as God's people on the Lord's day and in the assembly um, called out assembly. That's the word church. The word ecclesia means a called out assembly. The sheep of God, the fold of God, the flock of God are pressed together in God's house and through the fellowship of the common denominator, the Holy Spirit, were pressed together. So that's what we ought to long for. That's what we ought to look for. It's what we ought to live for. If you do not do this, there's always the sheep that goes astray. There's many out there, out in the world, backslidden, living for money, got their feelings hurt, misplaced priorities, not receiving the forgiveness of God and the grace of God so that they can have a clean conscience, so that we can come back. And the Bible says all we like sheep 
have gone astray. So if you do not congregate with God's people, the flock of God, there's only one thing that can happen to you. You're going to go astray. And the loving, kind, great shepherd, it tells us he'll break your leg if he has to out of love to get you to come back. He loves you that much. God, he does want good for us, but that's not his primary or top priority. God wants to walk with you and talk with you and to know you, and God wants you in the congregation. Whatever you do, don't go astray. There was a saying the old ranchers used to have, every sheep's looking for a reason to die. You know, they want to get their head stuck in the fence. They want to drink some poison, bad water. They want to go out there where there's not good grass and they leave the cool waters. They're looking to go astray. We need the loving, kind, great shepherd to keep us with the congregation. But there's another situation that pertains to this is just an oppression or a suppression that could result in depression by following maybe the wrong shepherd or our mind gets in a bad spirit of concentrating on the pressure too much, overemphasizing the situation of life. So if you don't get in the fellowship of God's people in the assembly of the flock, you're either going to go astray or you're going to get rounded up, if it w as it will, by the wrong uh, evil shepherd, as the Bible calls the Antichrist, in the wrong place. And they're going to put the wrong type of a stress and the pressure um, upon you. And there's something else I just want to mention uh, before we proceed. All of life is full of stress. You know, it, it doesn't matter. And so you can live under the pressure or you can get stressed out, burned out. We need to accept this as a way of life. We're all in the sheepfold. Now, had you rather be in God's sheepfold, pinned in, or you'd rather be trapped out in the world with nobody to let you out of the situation. So sometimes it becomes a situation of claustrophobia. I don't have any room. And, and I'm sure if you haven't gone through this, you will. And if you're not in it right now, don't worry. Uh, you're going to need this uh, in the near future. But, you know, sometimes we just feel I'm, I'm backed into a corner. I don't have anywhere to go. I don't have any help. The world seems to be caving in around me. And this could be self-induced or this could be the result of external relationships or problems in our life. So some people try to fight back and some people try to jump the fence. And you just feel pinned up. You know, I felt that way. I admit I feel it. Every time, you know, when when uh, when tonight's service is over, I'll go home and I'll think, boy, 
I made it through another Sunday. And then as, before I can even finish that, I'll think, oh, what am I going to say Wednesday night? Uh, oh, no, I got to, what am I going to say Sunday? What am I going to say GN Friday night? What am I going to, and, and the, the pressure is on, on call 24-7. So the stress of life is literal, but it's invisible. And it is pressure. You know, you feel hemmed in, pinned in, pinned up. You feel trapped. The, the Bible says when, even when Jesus, during his earthly ministries, during the, in the Gospels, that he was pressed by the throng. You know, when there's just shoulder to shoulder, pressed into a situation, no room to uh, move. So it could be the <clears throat> everyday rut of the schedule, the mundane life, just responsibilities. You know, you got to be a mother, a grandmother. That's hard work. You have to be an employee. You have to be a spouse, a husband or a wife, um, a parent. You have to be an employee. You have to show up on time and give a good, honest day's work for uh, an honest day's wage. Could be ministry-related and responsibilities. So you could have problems that make you feel trapped. How am I going to solve this problem? You have relationship problems that are not working out. Maybe financial problems. Maybe you're having tough times uh, making ends meet financially. Maybe it's a health problem. You have something wrong with your body and it just won't heal upright. Uh, one thing leads to another, you know, and, and I've seen that. If you have an injury in one part of your body, another part will overcompensate and you could get an injury in that part of your body. Maybe it's a sickness or a, a disease, maybe an organ imbalance, something of that nature. You know, it could be that you had false expectations of fantasies about life that were not God's will. It was your fantasy, and it hasn't come to pass yet, and you're allowing that to put too much pressure on you. Unrealized expectations, false expectations. It could be an emotional overload, fear, anger, sorrow, grief, Overthinking things, thinking too much. I've often said, man, I'd like to run away, <laughs> but I don't have anywhere to go. Where would I? I can't run away. I, I would like to leave. I don't have anywhere to go. How could I do that? Tuck tail and run. No, the test of life. We're all being tested right now. Life is a test. You're being Tried by fire right now as we speak in many different ways. It will be more intense sometimes than others, but God's going to test us. Will we succeed or will we fail? Will we crack and break under the pressure and burn out or stress out? Or will we learn what God's trying to teach us in Micah chapter 2. How are we going to deal with this 
I'm trapped. And I can relate to some of you. You know, I don't like my job. Some of you might think. I don't like my job, but I can't quit because I got to make money. <laughs> you know, and I always advise, never quit your job till you get a new job. Now, I've seen people make big mistakes. You got bills to pay and you don't like your job, so you just quit. Well, what are you going to do? Wait till God opens something else up first. You know, I'm, I think I, I had 25 jobs somewhere, and uh, every once in a while I'll relive all my the great jobs that I had. You know, one of my jobs, I was to dress the mannequins at a Dillard's in a mall. <laughs> and I was thinking, man, you, you're, what, a, what a great... You know, I remember going into the broom closet, and the boss would say, clean that up! And I'd have to go get the broom and mop everything. Um, I've been a grunt on an oil well, drilling, you know, working Worms Corner, throwing the chain, uh, working offshore, seven on, seven off. Yeah, I didn't, sometimes you just feel trapped. You know, what am I going to do? How am I going to get out of this? You know, if you're married, you're really trapped. <laughs> I was just saying if you're listening. Uh, if you got children, you're trapped. Why not accept it and just... Let God teach you what He wants you to learn. When, when the, the, the pressure's on, and sometimes we'll think, and I've said this to myself, man, I don't know if I can handle this much longer. I don't know how much more I can take. And you know what? You can always handle it more. You can always take more. Why? God's grace is sufficient. So what is the secret to victory? I want to show you this from Micah 2. What is the principles we need to apply and follow as this year ends? The good and the bad, the accomplishments, the acquisitions, the success, but also the losses. You know, some of us lost loved ones this year. Um, you might have lost somebody close to you. We don't know. Different things have happened. Some of us have lost some of our health vitality. Some of us might have lost people that were close to us. Could have lost money. So as the year ends and we plan for the new, what must we do? Now, we'll give you the, the details. It's very simple at the end of the message. But if you realize you are the sheep of God, the, your responsibility is to assemble with the flock in the congregation. And there is a fold, and that means there's a rock wall around you, and only God can break forth. Only God. Man cannot help you. Your parents cannot help you. Your best friend is anemic when this, as far as this is concerned. Money can't buy you out. There's no doctor that can help you. You can't go to a specialist. You can't get surgery. There's no mysterious thing you can say. You know, open sesame, rub the land. No, none of that. Without God. We're trapped. And you know what? Sometimes being trapped is the best thing for you. It is. 
I told you the story about the little chihuahua. You've, you ever heard about those? Uh, I think it's a true story. I don't know, but it's a good illustration. Uh, you know how chihuahuas have a, a chihuahua body but a pit bull attitude? You know, and and this this thing it 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 was in a fence, always wanted out, always was hitting the gate, pushing. It had a spring-loaded latch, and always wanted its freedom. It was trapped, but little did it know there was a pit bull two doors down, and there was a Weimar Ramer. Is that the way it said? Two more down door that, and. That trap was saving its life. You know, I'd rather be trapped with the mundane rut of the everyday life of going to the same old job and the same old life than I would to get my freedom and, and go off to uh, Las Vegas and drive off a cliff. Sometimes the trap's the best thing for you. Now, let me give you the background of uh, Micah so you can understand prophetically and historically from God's Word what was happening. Micah was a contemporary of the prophet Hosea, and no Hosea was preaching in the north to, the, to the Israel, um, and Micah was preaching to Judah in the south. So, a lot of horrible things had taken place. Assyria had invaded. There was some type of a revival and a stance like Brother Horgesheimer prayed that we needed some fortitude to stand up in these days in which we live. Hezekiah, um, remember he, he dug in the, the water course under the spring of Gihon, I think it was, was coming into the city inside the gate. But he stood up to Sennacherib, uh, ends up Sennacherib is assassinated by his two sons later on, the wicked Assyrian king. They are embarrassed, and uh, after they harassed and persecuted the true people of God. But when all this has taken place, it is horrible time. This is just like leading, uh, reading the front page of the news in today's world in which we live in. The wealthy Jews were taking advantage of the poor. Nothing's changed. The rich are getting richer. They want to destroy the middle class. The rulers were taking advantage. The false prophets were so evil. It says the people were so deceived that if a prophet got up and said, uh, we need to get drunk on spirits and, and uh, strong drink, they'd say, man, what a great man of God. That's how corrupt and, and distorted and twisted the minds and the hearts of the people were. And so we read some of it in our text, the description of the degradation of the society and the people. And because of that, People were bringing down God and the truth and the Bible to their level or their way of living. And this is exactly what's happening today. You know, I always said, if, if you hold the standard high, you're going to make some people mad. Right. But you know, you know what they do? 
Because if you say, all right, I don't want to offend anybody. I won't hold it here. I'll lower it to here. You know what people do? They'll start living there. And then you say, well, I don't want to offend anybody. I'll lower the standard. You know what they'll do? They'll lower their standard of living. And so it just, the preachers were lowering it. They lived lower. They lowered it. They lived lower until they were at the, uh, the, the very bottom. And so there was threatenings. There was danger, political corruption. The economy was uh, horrible. The rulers were ungodly and the preachers were preaching smooth things and people had tickly ears wanting a pat on the back and so in these adverse conditions horrible conditions there was always a remnant of true bible believers the true flock of god that assembled together in the congregation the called out assembly and God always, don't forget that. If you feel alone, and, and many times we do, God always has a remnant of believers that have not bowed the knee nor kissed bell. Always has, excuse me, always will. Amen. So in this relationship of the flock of God, what are they? Are they free? In this illustration, in these times in which we live, the last of the last days, are they out there in, beside the still waters in the green pastures? No. They're trapped. They're pinned up. They are cornered. No easy way out. Stressed. And when we first moved up here to, to this area in the hill country, we'd always heard about, you know, exotic animals. And, and I was intrigued by, and let's have some exotics. And... Uh, we built this pen, and we didn't know what we were doing. You know, it was probably maybe a half acre, I don't know. We went and bought some Corsican sheep. And they were fr they're from Italy, if you don't know that. But Corsicans, they have the corkscrew ram horn. And then we put them in there. We didn't have any idea what we're doing. And all those sheep, they would congregate. And if one ran, they would all run. If they all went into the corner, they all went to the corner. If you went to the corner to get them out, they'd all go to the next corner. And we'd, we had the bucket of corn. We'd rattle it, and we had them named. We had Larry, Curly, and Moe. And uh, we had Shimp and that sissy guy named Joe. You know, I never liked that Joe guy, the, the sissy. But, you know, we'd rattle them, and... I learned a lot about sheep, um, and, and one time a bunch of them got out, and if we could get the leader to go in, they'd all go in. Have you ever heard about the Judas goat? Watch out for the Judas goat. If you go to the cell barn, they have a goat that's trained that leads them out to the slaughter. Now, I know some of them are going to ranches, but they're going to be auctioned. The goat, he leads them out. Poor sheep follow out the goat. They get bit on. You know, some rancher buys them. They don't. They don't know uh, what they're get, getting into. Isn't that weird? They call it the Judas goat, the betrayer, the sellout. So, praise the Lord. We don't have a Judas goat. You know. You know what we have? The breaker. 
the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. He goes before. He breaks. I, I would encourage you, look it up. Look up sheepfolds in the Middle East and in the Promised Land. These, a lot of times they're stone walls. Once the flock is in there, there's no way out without the shepherd. And so the breaker is come up before them. That's the terminology. Jesus Christ is going to make a way. Now, when's he going to do it? When he chooses to do it. How's he going to do it? By his power, he's going to do it. All we have to do is live under the pressure, the stress, and trust Him. Good. You know, it's, so, it's easier said than done. Too many people get in God's business. If this problem is beyond your control, that's God's business. Just pray, cast your care upon Him, let God be God. God's going to show up, and He always shows up according to his will. So the breakers come up before them. Thank God he's our breaker. I love it. Isaiah 52, 9. When you get right with God and God works in your life, God's people will break forth unto joy and they'll sing together. Did you know, I'm helping Brother Powell out here, and he's very good at this. Did you know you could sing and break forth into joy? Amen. You say, well, what's the great secret to getting out of this thing? What do I have to buy? What seminar do I attend? Can I have the password? What's the Wi-Fi path? Hey, why don't you sing and break forth? Amen. You know, I've seen it all the time. Praise the Lord! Wake up! I love the way Brother Horgesheimer prays about that. Wake us up out of our deadness. We're trapped. Yeah. Good. Sing. Yeah. I always say, sing the words, sing it like you mean it. It doesn't matter if you have a good voice. Uh, make a joyful noise. How many times I've done this? I've, I, I did it this morning. You know, dark the sin that spoiled man's nature. Long the distance that he fell. A billion years from now, we'll be praising the Lord. The blood still reaches deeper than the stains have gone. If you could come by my house, you'd hear the echo in the bathroom of the tile. Praise the Lord for full salvation. God still lives upon the throne. Amen. You know, I got up this morning. I'm, I, didn't, I felt pretty good today. But sometimes I don't feel like getting out of bed. <laughs> you know that, that story about the, it was uh, drizzly and raining in February, icy cold, and uh, icicles hanging on the trees and the electric lines and... Alarm goes off, and God goes, pushes the snooze. You know, some people have that snooze button memorized. It goes off again, uh, and uh, his wife goes, well, you, you better get up. It's time to get up. He goes, I don't want to get up. I want to sleep late. 
She goes, no, it's time to get up. He said, I don't want to get up. And she goes, but it's Sunday. We got to go to church. He goes, I don't want to go to church today. And then she goes, but you're the preacher. <laughs> get up. Amen. Break forth. Good. I love Isaiah 54.1. Sing, O barren, uh, that thou didst not bear, break forth unto what? Singing Good. and a loud cry. Say, so, well, you can't, you know, they used to say, Brother Roloff can't sing. Well, he sung the power of God and he broke forth. Who cares what you think if I can sing or not? I know I can't sing. I'm trying to break forth. When, when I was in, uh, I've, I've told this story, all these stories probably many times, but when I grew up in Dallas uh, Metroplex, we, sports was our God. We were taught that if you were not good in sports, you're a loser. You're a failure. And so my first team was the Longhorns. I really liked that because I'm a Texan. So we had the white helmet with the orange Longhorn. And, and I was a running back. And, you know, I was a little kid. I was a little what we'd call a dweeb, whatever a dweeb is. Little skinny kid. Uh, I could run real fast, but I had a very lanky and skinny body. And so I forget what they called it. It was the, uh, what, what do you call it? Were your butt heads? Uh, the ram. The ram, yeah. So they'd line the team up closer than this middle aisle, and they'd put the biggest linebacker, big old guy, down at the end. And the coach would say, Hut! And he'd give me the ball, and he'd say, I want you to run through that guy. Run over him, run through him. And you couldn't go around him because it was kind of like the gauntlet where the Indians would hit everybody with the war club and cut them. And, you know, I'm, I got, I don't know how many concussions because we'd butt heads. You know, and it was running from as long as that. I mean, stupid. I don't know how I even have a neck. I don't know how I have a, uh, but, you know, in those days where the foam padding was that thick and it snapped in. And you had those triangles that would snap. Great protection for your ears that have those little, and that, yeah. And uh, we cracked helmets. I mean, I saw fiberglass helmets crack. I mean, it was brutal. And break forth. And almost always, I'd run into a brick wall. Bam! And I would see stars. And I know I got many concussions. And some of you say, yeah, now we know what's wrong with you. But one time, I remember, I said, I'm not going to duck my head. I'm going to get a little off. And I'm going to nail him with my shoulder. And I'm going to come up right there. And I'm going to hit him right in the throat. And I'm going to take his head off. You know, you see, he's got, <laughs> uh, that's probably hands to the face. That's probably. Yeah, uh, you know, stick your palm under his jaw and break his neck. And, and then we started learning, stick your fingers in his face mask and give him the old snake treatment. And, uh, but I, I just decided I'm, gonna, I'm just going to run and hit. And, and lo and behold, as my mom would say, that guy was top heavy. And man, he 
bah, and I slammed him, and I kept running. I said, this is the first time I've ever got out of this. I'm going to keep running. And the, uh, you know what, the, the breaker, I broke loose. I broke free. I broke through. Now, sometimes it's going to happen to us. We feel trapped. Man, I don't like my job. Blue Monday, here comes another work week. The same old, you know, you come home. And, and, and I'm not making fun of it, but there, you don't need the variety. You know, you come home, same house, same family, same life, same car, same job, same schedule. Sometimes people say, well, this is getting old. Well, some of us couldn't handle freedom. You couldn't handle it anyways. You'd self-destruct. But God tests us and allows us to be pinned in, so to speak, trapped, and we need a Savior. I need a Savior. You know, we, we said long, when, when we're tempted, tempted and tried, and then we I need a great Savior. That's what you need. If you aren't trapped, you don't need a deliverer. If you aren't pinned in, you don't need to give God the glory that the breaker's going to come and bust a hole in that wall so you can be set free. So if we understand these principles, we are a sheep, we congregate, we get pressed in, and sometimes... It seems like, I don't know if I can handle this much more. It's almost like one of those old tea kettles. You know, when it boils, it has the hole and it starts to whistle. I can't do it. And the steam starts coming out. And, and the, something's got to give. You know, and that's why a lot of people, they get angry. They lash out. They say things they regret or they shouldn't say. They could even act violently. They, or they'll withdraw and shrink and, and lose hope and get sad and depressed. What we need to do, now this is very simple. Just follow me. When you're there trapped, you're not alone. God's people are with you. Amen. You are in the assembly of the saints in the body of Christ. Stay faithful to God's house and the assembly on the Lord's day. But what we need to do, and I say it all the time, watch and pray. Get ready to run. I, that's what I wanted to call this sermon. Get ready to run. You know why? When, when he busts a hole in the wall, you walk through the door while it's open. Get ready to run. Look for the breaking forth. And how are you going to do that? Very simple. Trust God. Wait on God. Follow God. You say, you said all that to say that? Yes. Trust God. Wait on God. Follow God. Amen. And when he busts the hole, what does it say? The shepherd leads the sheep out. And it's, read Psalm 23 a little bit later, that He is the good shepherd that leadeth us 
beside the still water, and maketh us lie down in the green pasture. I love Isaiah 43, 16. The Lord maketh a way in the wilderness. Amen. When there is no way, He can make a way. Now, I'm almost through, but just think of this. The new year's upon us. You may feel trapped. You might feel pinned in with your health, with your finances, with your relationships, with your job. We all have to make money some way. Maybe you're looking for a better job, different schedule. Don't crack under the pressure. Don't succumb. Don't live in oppression. While you're there, turn it over to God. Through prayer, cast your care upon Him. And wait for the door to open. And when it does, get ready to run. What was that, that running back? I think it was for the Steelers, which I never liked them. Uh, black and gold. That uh, Brother Horgesheimer, no, the guy that when he'd get the ball, he wouldn't run, he'd wait for the hole to open. Yeah, yeah, Le'Veon Bell. Uh, some of you have no idea what I'm talking about. It was weird because he'd get the ball and he'd just kind of wait. And it was like, what is he doing? And then he'd let the hole develop. He would wait on the blocking scheme to take place and he'd just go through the hole. Have you? Uh, you seen the guy that gets the ball and runs into the back of the guard and falls backwards? <laughs> Just, uh, yeah. You know, God can make a way when there is no way. I don't know how he's going to do it. You know, how are we going to get through this? I really don't know and I really don't care. I just know God's going to make a way. I have lived long enough to have enough Faith and temptation and trial and experience which maketh and hope which maketh not ashamed. I'm not ashamed to say I can't figure it out. I don't know how he's going to do it. I just believe and know he's going to do it. Amen. It's beyond my control. Now, get ready to run. I don't know. What do you want good to happen this year? What do you want good to have? What do you want God to change in your life? You know, first of all, repent of your own plans and just let God work it out. Yeah. Quit dreaming and planning and, and let God work it out. But what is it you need to change? You want to change. You want God's blessing on your life. And then once you do, you're backed into a corner. Get ready to run. And when the, the whole bus, you know, I, I remember when one sheep would get out, it was like a, they're all going. Don't be the sheep that goes astray. Uh, we need to be loving and kind and go seek after the lost sheep. Amen. The breaker has come forth. I believe this is going to be the greatest year of our life. Amen. The greatest year. Miracles are going to take place. God's going to change things for us. The breakers come forth. And when you feel trapped, 
get ready to run. Amen. All right, let's, let's pray. Let's bow our heads, close our eyes.